Welcome to this episode of the Before MD podcast. My name is Aaron Kasinga, the host, and together we shall explore the stories, experiences, and challenges faced by 2021 first year medical students at the University of Newcastle on their journey to medicine. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Yeah, my name's Damien, first year med at um, Newcastle. I'm actually a mature age student, so I turned 30 this year. I've spent um, the past nearly 11 years in the army. So this this first year of medicine, I used my long service leave, so I was getting paid throughout, and I had my final day in the army um, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. So now... Um, yeah, so now my, my wife will help support me through the next few years and I've got two children and, yeah, so I'm a bit different to the average sort of person in our cohort. Oh, that's really nice. So we'll get more into, like, you being in the army and, you know, having a family and all that. And so where did you grow up? Um, I'm from Hobart originally. So, yeah, down in Tasmania and most of my family still there. Yeah. And when did you move up to Newcastle? So I joined the army when I was 19, which was in 2011. Mm. And through that, I sort of lived everywhere, <laughs> Melbourne, Darwin, um, Queensland, out in the country, New South Wales. And so we've, um, my family and I were in Wagga Wagga this year out in, out in the, the country there. And we've just only moved to Newcastle in the, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no, that's good. And just because you mentioned you've been in the army for a while, so what inspired you to join the army? To be honest, man, I was sitting. So before, it's it's such an interesting story. I always say, like, people that join the army, they're they're running away from something, or they just don't know what to do. Like they <laughs> yeah. lost causes. But I was um I was studying a dual degree. I was doing law and economics at mm. uni, and I was actually an elite athlete before I left home. And what were you doing? Rowing. Oh, sick. So I'd been I'd been competed on the international stage a couple of times and was, was doing pretty well. And but I got to a point where I, I'd sort of thought I've done what I wanted to do in the sport. I never had ambitions to be an Olympian. I just wanted to be the best in my country. Mm. And then everything was sort of getting a bit much just with some some family life and uni wasn't going too well. And I wasn't overly academic because I was more sporty and um I was sitting on the couch one one night and this documentary came on and it showed the selection for the SAS. Yeah. And I sat there and was just like, that's it. That is what I'm going to do with my <laughs> life. And the, yeah. the next week I walked into the recruiting centre and, um, yeah, went through, the, went through the process. And, yeah, that's why I honestly joined to be, be part of the Special Forces. Nice. Yeah. And what was your experience like in the Army? Um, yeah, it, it was good. I would say... I think most, you know, it's like any other job, you have your ups and your downs and I, f- I feel like most workplaces are made by the, the people that you work with. Yeah. So much of the job itself or the location and I was lucky enough that I worked with some really good um, men and, and women. Mm. And um, But I, I think in terms of like it definitely... So I left at the rank of sergeant, so that's a few steps up. And through yeah. that, with courses and experience, like I've managed teams and dealt with conflict and all this sort of stuff. So 
it's definitely helped shape and set me up in terms of like professionalism and, and, you know, like different other characteristics. Like I'm very disciplined individual and mm. when, when it comes to studying, for example, all these sort of things that you, you need, I'm thankful that the army has given me that. Yeah. But yeah, there were definitely times where I was, I was a bit jaded. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. What would you think of as like the worst memory you've had whilst being in the army? Or experience? Um, well, I don't know. Because you, you could look at it with one or two ways, like in terms of like the hardest. Because you know, there's there's sleep and food deprivation. So I've gone, oh, I think four days maybe was the longest without sleep or food, and you're yeah. like, it's intense, and it, but it's cool because you have to see what your body, like you know, things like that are difficult. But then, I would say there's been issues with just the people I've worked with that have made the whole year just just hard to turn up to work and hard to, you know, mm. and especially in an environment like the Army where it's a bit more it's a bit more cutthroat. It's like you do as you're told sort of thing. So if you have a questionable leader, it's not like other, it, you know, it's adapting. It's becoming more modern yeah. sense. But, yeah, I definitely had a year there in probably 2015 where I, there was a couple of individuals I worked with and it just made it, it, made it hard. Yeah, and what was your biggest highlight through that time as well? Um, I met my wife in the army. I'd have to say probably that. Oh, could you tell us about that? How did that happen? We were, um, oh, it's a funny story. So I got up to Darwin in 2012, I think, and she'd been in the army already for a couple of years. Mm. And I remember we were doing a fitness assessment up there and she was helping out because she was what you call a fitness leader in the army. It's a bit like a PT. Yeah. And I remember seeing her and, all the guys, their jaws just dropped because she's a very good <laughs> woman, very nice legs, and she had all these tattoos. And I was like, holy sh... Like, there's no way I could pull a girl like that. And then yeah. I, I didn't see her again for, like, two or three years. And we had, Yeah, she because she went away doing her thing and we bumped into each other and got introduced at the gym and <clears throat> um, I, we, we started chatting and I, I've, I've always been a part-time musician. I was playing a gig that weekend so I invited her to um to come watch and then yeah that's sort of that mm. that was the start of it or we she come to the gig and we got together. So was that was that planned the whole you're like I know she'll like this so I'll just invite her yeah. along. Oh man yeah uh, well when she found that I play guitar because one of the other fellas told her she was just like mesmerized because she loves music. So I was like okay this will get over here to the gig yeah <laughs> Oh, that's really nice. And, yeah, just yeah. talking about your love for music, when did that start? Um, I think I was nine. I, um, I've all, well, my whole life, like, my, no one in my family is musical, but they all love music. And mm-hmm. I grew up watching and listening a lot with Dad and different sorts of music. And we were actually off to the dentist one day when I was nine and we were a bit early and there's a music shop there. So I walked in to have a look and I saw this blue guitar and I was like, wow, that's really nice. And I think it's about 80 bucks. So I went and mowed lawns and washed cars, <laughs> yeah. saved, saved up the money and bought it and bought a little book. And yeah, I just, I just taught myself and um, it's been unreal, man. Yeah. I played in bands all through high school. And then as an, as an adult, it's really good because I get to earn a fair bit of money doing what I'd be doing anyway. You know, I, I just yeah. I, love, I love performing, and it's it's really cool. No, oh, that's really good. 
Yeah. And so you'd been in the army for all this time. And so what, like, did anything start changing to for you to start thinking of going back to school? How did that start? So when, when I mentioned before about watching that SAS documentary and wanting to pursue that, there was, I saw, I went and did the selection course, mm. the 21-day course, and it's, it's, um, it's very, very challenging. Like it's designed to just break you down to the, you know, the bare you and like physically, mentally, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's next level. Yeah. But, um, so I was, I was out on that and I was a couple of weeks in and I was in the middle of nowhere. You're carrying around like 60 kilos on your back in your pack and you just, you got, you know, you're just exhausted because you're, you're literally across the weeks, you're walking hundreds of kilometres. Mm. And um, I was sitting there against this tree. So the only way you can get removed is if you quit, you feel in the form, radio yeah. yourself in, they come pick you up, or they remove you because you're just doing terrible. Mm. It's renowned for that. Anyway, I was sitting there and I was just thinking, that's it, I've had enough, I just want to go home and get into my bed. And so I, I signed the form and, and I quit. And then when I got home, I was I was very... Well, you could imagine what you you know the preparation takes time yeah. to train, and it, I was in a very low spot. And through that, I just sort of I saw some stuff on Facebook talking about mindset and you know that empowerment. This is when it sort of started coming about. And I hired a life coach that used to be actually a mate of mine. We did some work together, and it was just yeah. it was unreal, like just some self awareness and mindset training. And I just got to know myself a little bit better. And I sort of I guess I got in a that was my avenue and then from that I was like I want to learn more about this I did a diploma in life coaching and then Mm. that wasn't enough so then I started studying a bachelor of psychology and because of my background um, as an athlete that was really interesting just learning about behavior and personality types and through that I was like I just I want more and it's like I guess the biggest thing was I found out that I'm really passionate just about helping people. Yeah. Right. And and I was like, I want to go on and do that more. So, so I, wait, sorry, I did. So when did you start doing the psychology thing? Uh I missed that. Uh, would have been about three years ago. So oh. maybe I started in 2019, I think. Oh, okay. And sorry, so that, okay. yeah. So going into that was my plan to to get to psychiatry. So oh, okay. I plan on finishing the bachelor and going and sitting a GAMSAT. But then I stumbled across um, the JMP. So I was like, well, I can literally, I felt like I was, because of my background and other qualifications, I was like, this is probably an easier avenue. I'm more likely to get a spot in the JMP than if I was to sit at GAMSAT and go be mm. with another uni. And the time, the, 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 the end date of me becoming a doctor was going to be the same anyway. So... And I read into the JMP and Newcastle was good because it worked out with my wife and her work and and um, it seemed like a good program and so that's how it sort of you know that's a, that's a that's a long story but that's the that was the journey through it was if I yeah. didn't if I didn't do if I didn't go on that selection course I wouldn't have probably I don't know whether I'd be here, mm. <laughs> you know studying so yeah and yeah generally how was it like making that decision how was it for you was it an easy thing just like um in terms of making the decision and planning to quit and leave everything um are you talking about the selection course itself 
Yes. Um, at the time, at the time it was because you, you're not you're not you, if that makes sense, because you're tired and you're hungry and you're exhausted and, mm. and you're just like, you know, they just, you've literally broken. Like, it's like that's the only time I've ever been like that. I've never, I don't know, I've never really quit anything before and that's what sort of got me into this whole thing. But, yeah, no, it was it was easy at the time, but looking back on it, I just, you know, I was not impressed with myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, the decision, I guess, to, to, because it's risky, man, like I'm 30 mm. with two kids and, you know, we have a mortgage and all this sort of stuff, so to go on to one wage and and whatnot. Um, but it was still an easy decision. Like we sat down with my wife and planned everything and it's like, well, this is what I want to do. Well, I keep staying in a job that I'm not happy with and, mm. Yeah, and I, and I think too, like, in the long run, it's it's definitely a lot better. Yeah. And is your wife still in the army, at, like, still actively in the army at the moment? Yeah, she is. She's studying part-time to be a paramedic. Oh, so okay. We, we will probably graduate the same year, which will be nice. Mm. Oh, that's, like, all medical-related stuff. Yeah, I know, and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't planned. It was just by, by chance. Yeah. No, that's good. And so when you finally made the decision to apply for, you know, the JMP, um, like what, what, what were the steps there? Um, so for me, I came through the Maroma Bumbilla program, which is the Indigenous program to get into the JMP. So my, my, my um, process was a little bit different to others, I guess. Mm. So I just read... I tried to get as much information about the program as I could and just made sure it ticked a few boxes because a lot of these undergrad programs don't offer positions. You have to come straight from year 12. Yeah. So the JMP was okay with that. Anyway, so I did it, sent off the email. I was like right on the border um, in terms of the cutoff date. It was just by pure chance that I came across it because mm-hmm. I was planning at that stage I was looking at sitting in the game, sat and applying for um, the university in Canberra. Yeah. And anyway, so yeah, I went through the application process and the Maroma Bumbilla program is excellent. It's a it's a week-long program where they sort of, I guess it's like a week in the life of what the JMP would be like. You know, we had an anatomy lecture and mm. I had to get given a topic where I had to go away and prepare and come back and do, I think they're called Vivas. It's just like an oral presentation. So mine was, um, it was on like, the three three different types of food poisonings yeah not food poisoning of of, um gastro so i think by memory it was the norovirus salmonella and um staph all right and um so that was cool because it's like we i was learning this and within that week get to learn it prep it and then and then give the give the thing Mm. and it was cool touching down sharing experiences everyone with their with their indigenous roots because you know, I don't look Indigenous and no one, everyone sort of laughs. They go, oh, you blue eyes and you're so white and all this. But it's cool to get there with that community and to share yeah. it and whatnot. But, so we did that. And then I also, we didn't have to do the UCAT because of that week, but we still did those mini interviews. Do you remember, what, what do they call them? The, um, the yeah, multiple. PQA or something. Yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> still did yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, then found out, I think, in the December that I was accepted and it was, mm. it was unreal. Such a good feeling just to get accepted because it's, yeah. it's such a journey to get into the, the course. Mm. You know? Definitely. Yeah. 
And you've mentioned about your Indigenous culture heritage. Could you tell us a bit more about that as well? Yeah, so mine, um, mine's actually pretty interesting. There's two, there's a couple of tribes in the northeast of Tasmania, so Planamarana and Trollaway, and that's where my sort of family come from, and then one in Victoria. It's mm. now known as the Ben Lamont Nation. Yeah. And I grew, I grew up, um, so my nan was very much, you know, she was, was a darker woman and still very much into it, which was good because as children, like, I got to go hang out with the community and we learned how to, like, weave baskets, learned how to hunt, mm. um, learn, you know, learn how to live off the land. And so it was cool to sort of experience that. And then when my parents separated when I was young, I think in year two, I sort of lost touch with that side of the family for, for quite a few years. And it wasn't until I became an adult and you just naturally become interested in, in where you come from and yeah. your heritage that I started researching and reconnecting with that side mm. of the family. And I had the... Um, opportunity through my psych degree to do a couple of essays around the indigenous and and the um you know colonization of australia and it's just really you know it means a bit more as an adult to look back to it and just just to have an understanding of it all and yeah it's um yeah it's cool man i'm proud of it it's it's yeah. and I, I still want to there's still a lot more i want to do in covid sort of preventing but and this is, has become i guess part of the driving force but behind me becoming a doctor as I, I want to give back to that, you know, mm. that community because there's definitely a need for um, not just doctors, but I guess good doctors that understand cultural differences and definitely. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's really good. Good on you. And also you mentioned earlier that because, um, you know, everyone sees you as this you know, big white dude with white, with blue eyes and stuff. Yeah. So, and yet, <laughs> Like they may not see you as, you know, indigenous because there's this idea of how indigenous people are supposed to look and you know. Yeah. So yeah. How how is that with your cultural identity? Did you have any like cultural identity crisis as you grew up? Yeah, like people it's it, it makes you almost embarrassed. Mm. And I remember even going into the Maroma Bambilla program, I'm like I don't know, they're going to look at me as if I'm a fraud sort of thing. And then it wasn't until the program really helped me with the identity and I realised, hey, I don't need to worry about... Because, I, you know, I tell people and they... Some people, they're not mean about it. Like, what, really? And, yeah. and then I show them pictures of, like, just my nan, like only one, you know, a couple of generations ago, and they're like, wow, and you're so white. It's like, well, I don't know. I, I didn't do it. I didn't plan this sort of thing. And yeah. And, yeah, it got to the point, and then there's the other side of the coin where people just look at you and think, oh, what, you must be, like, what, 16 generations away and you're just milking the system sort of thing. And that's, like, that's not a nice thing to get thrown at you. So, like, mm. whether it's jokingly or serious, and, you, yeah, there was a bit of a identity crisis, but the, 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 the program has been really good for that because I connected you know, with a whole bunch of other people that they look as, as Indigenous as I do, but they're still heavily involved in the culture. And um, so I guess, yeah, starting Newcastle has been excellent for it, to be honest, the uni. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, that's 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 really good. Yeah. And um, now coming into your, like, so you've gotten your acceptance into med school and, you know, you'd left everything and started planning and all. How has it been for you with, you know, all these things, having a family and, you know, 
yeah, everything. How have you so been able to? With with my first, we planned the first year that I would do distance. So my family, my children and wife would stay in Wagga because my wife had to work there. And I was actually living on campus at the university for the first semester. Mm. And it was tough. Like I drove back as much as I could and, you know, hats off to my wife because being, being a single mum's no easy gig and, you know, she was working full-time as well. So she's a wonder woman. But um, COVID has sort of been very friendly to us because semester two was all online. So I got to pack up my room and I was straight back, man. I was like, and I got to, you know, and this. I didn't mind starting online. It was really good for me because my children's daycare was a walk away, excuse me, from our house. So I dropped them off in the morning. I'd get as much set as I could. I'd pick them up early and play. And it was it was it was really it was it was a good thing. And it'll be interesting to see how next year is where now we're living inland of Newcastle, have to commute a bit and there's more on, you know, back to face-to-face learning. It'll be interesting to see how how the time management side of things go, I guess. Yeah, no, that's good. And just um, since you've gone through all these things in your life and done all these things, how do you think? How do you think all those experiences have shaped who you are right now? Oh, he- definitely heaps. Like, you know, um, every every. I feel like, you know, every interaction and every experience shapes this in whether it's a small way or a big way. And mm. um, like like I sort of mentioned before, the arm, well, I guess it starts with the sport and the music. I think the two, this is why I think children should get into, you know, some sort of sport or learn an instrument because I think it teaches you a few things subtly without you realising that. To pick up a guitar, it honestly, to, to be to be good and to play a live gig, it takes a few years. And that sort of shows you that what hard work and sticking to something and, you know, determination will get you. And then the same as sport. Like when I started rowing, like I joined the sport late and I wasn't overly good. I was fit, but I was determined and I had a very good coach and I ended up getting to where I wanted to get to. And then the army sort of cemented these I guess these values of mine and attitudes towards things because, you know, it's such a disciplined job, like everything they, you know, everything has to be perfect and timings is everything and you have to speak well, write well and and the pressure too. It's like you could be in the middle, whether you're on exercise or deployed, you could be in the middle of something chaotic and you have to control the situation and pass orders, you know, you're like, well, as a leader, you know, what are we going to do from here on? Get yeah. that across to your men clearly. And so all those sorts of things have definitely, they've definitely helped, you know, shape who I am. And it's mm. helped, it's helped my, you know, the, I've definitely noticed it in the first year of medicine. It's, it's really, really helped, um, you know, get across the line and get that pass. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Everyone needed that pass. Oh, oh man, I can't believe I make you wait so long. You just you, you can't celebrate when exams are over because you don't know if you're coming back. Sure, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, and yeah, for getting into med and for like throughout this past uh, year, what has been the one of the nicest things that you've learned? I mean, the most most exciting things that you've learned. As in, like the the content we've learned. Yeah, content wise. Um. I don't know, like, 
You'll you'll get we'll be in a PBL surely one year. You'll see. I'm like every week I come in, I was like, I just can't believe we know this. You yeah. know, like on a cellular level, how how we know like it didn't matter whether we're doing cardio or respiratory or the GIT. I just come in and I'm just like, I'm blown away that we know this much detail about the human mm. body. And it's so true what they say, like the more you know, the more you know that you don't know yeah but we know this much but really we, we only know a tiny bit for you know the whole but i don't know i think the liver sort of impresses me i think every organ has such a you know is is we can't live without but i think it's so divert it has so many different roles and jobs and mm. um i'm just i just i just i don't know i can't pinpoint it on one thing i'm just blown away with how efficient and how purpose-built the body is like yeah it, it has it has a defense mechanism for everything. It's crazy. Mm. No, that's really true. And you think yeah. about like in society at the moment how abusive the majority of the population are towards their body, whether it's a lack of exercise, their poor diet, sleep, just stress in general. Mm. And you look how their bodies just cope and and deal yep. with this sort of stuff. Like it's just absolutely incredible. Mm. Yeah, no, that's really good. There's definitely been a lot to learn throughout this year. Oh, it's the yeah. content, man. <laughs> yeah. Content heavy. Yeah. And and what are you hoping to do with your medical degree at the end of the five years? I'm not too sure, yeah. I, I think I will – I have little areas that I think that I'll be interested in. Like, um, well, like I mentioned before, I initially got into medicine to head down psychiatry. But after already a year, you know, we're learning some of this clinical stuff and and I don't know whether I'm, I'd be willing to give that up. Like I, I like it a lot, just medicine in general. So I think I'll wait until we do all of our placements and sort of, um, you know, see, see, see what each specialty is like. But I guess paediatrics... Um, is another area that interests me, and I don't know whether that's because I have children of my own, but and I think too that um, you know, if you help give a child a better quality of life or help them survive through something, and I feel like it's such a is more special thing because the majority of it, they you know they're, they're such innocent little humans that, unlike adults, a lot of it I assume isn't self inflicted. Yeah, and I have a bit of a what's the word, a contradiction of values, I guess, because I'm very into fitness and health and, and more of a holistic approach and I don't believe that, like, medicine's a Band-Aid. We need yeah. to, I feel like we need to educate our patients to, to be more preventative. Mm, like lifestyle saying, medicine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And in saying that, like, it's sort of hard when you've, you've got someone coming in, they've been digging their grave with their mouth and you have to help them and, you know, like... Well, that's a, that's a, that's a whole other story, but it's another area I'm passionate about. I'd love to get mm. into some other form of medicine where you tie in the psychology with the medicine to help these people, because it really is up here when you think about it. Their poor habits and behaviours, like they know better. It's, it's just mm. hard. To, it's hard to break habit. And it's hard to break addiction, and um, you know, it's a whole other area that I'd, I'd like to through medicine. I feel yeah. like, you know you have the power to help people in that way. I think it's a it's a very big growing area as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole lifestyle medicine movement, which is really good because 
many of the things would honestly be solved by lifestyle. Oh, but that's a big uh, that's a big <laughs> debate as well. I know yes. it's like it's not it's hard. I'm not naive in the fact that it's like easy. I get it. Like food is, it's hard to. Mm. And there's there's whole there's a lot of going on, you know, people with time poor and 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 then people there's also people just don't know. Some people just are unaware. Yeah. You know, knowledge we take for granted, people just don't know what, what's healthy and what's not, you know. So mm. that's our job, I guess, for the next generation and of doctors and our jobs to educate and you know, hopefully hopefully yeah. have that flow on effect. Yeah. And like if you were to um go back well this is a question people usually ask if you were to go back to yourself to your own yourself like 10 years ago what advice would you give yourself oh i think about this all the time <laughs> i'd probably i'd probably give tell myself to put a lay down a few bets on certain sports <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well. i think um i'm not i'm not sure because i think i would have loved to have done medicine a bit earlier and like I could, I could have been starting a spin like halfway through my specialty training by now mm. but in saying that like we just you know we sort of elaborated on before I wouldn't be who I am without that 10 years in the army I wouldn't have met my wife and um oh, I don't know I don't like to I don't like this you <laughs> you've got to pick your faults I guess I'd say study or actually no there is one thing Get mm. become, you know, start working on this a bit earlier. Yeah. I'm lucky that I become very self-aware and mentally strong at probably 23, 24. I started to really look in and figure out who I am and what my values are and whatnot. Mm. And, I, and I think, um, you know, through that you develop self-confidence and I'm just, you're just comfortable in your skin sort of thing. And I think if more people were aware of this, we wouldn't have such conflict and, you know, negativity amongst people so that'd probably be my bit of advice get it get into your head a bit earlier on oh that's really good yeah that's good advice and if you had to advise anyone who's probably thinking of going into med has is probably at your age as well let's say 30 what advice would that be just do it it's not as daunting like i don't have a science but i've never done i the last time i did anything science related was year nine so but the whole biology and anatomy, everything was very new to me. Mm. I was going to ask you about that before. How did you cope with, you know, not having done, because it's pretty intense, but like, yeah, how did you cope with that? I'll be honest, the first, the second weekend where we actually had our first lot of content and Estelle Sontag gave that lecture just on a cell and the organelles, and I sat there, man, and I was like, oh, I've made a maybe I've made a mistake. I'm I'm way behind. I don't I don't I didn't understand the, the terminology, let alone the content. And then um, yeah, it was really daunting. And I was like, I can't fall behind. It's going to get. And I just didn't know. I was like, is this it? And then I I remember sitting down and consciously thinking, no, this is ridiculous. You've got this, man. And so there were some bridging courses on the on the the mood or whatever it is we use and yeah I, I went and did I just rushed through them got comfortable with some of the, the terminology YouTube and put in a fair bit of work early on and it probably took maybe seven to eight weeks in that first semester mm. and then like 
I would say now, like coming into semester two, I say I put in half the amount of work I did in semester one because I'm, you know, I'm aware of the terminology and the concepts. Yes. You know, once you understand the concept, like, you know, like let's say like pharmacology, for example, or receptor types and their reaction, once you understand that, it doesn't matter if it's the heart or the liver, that, that yeah. baseline's the same. So mm. I guess... That 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 was the thing. It's like just don't quit. You just got to put in a bit more work than everyone else early on, and it paid. Like we're we're all equal now. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, yeah. I always yeah, I always appreciate all that you guys put in, especially like if you've not come from a science background, because I've done science for a while, and it's still it's still a lot of work. So I always yeah. you know respect you guys for what you do. And then even yeah. like. The PBL, it was like I rate PBLs. I reckon it's an excellent way to learn. Mm. And um, I was lucky, you know, some of the guys in my first PBL and girls were fresh from year twelve and had just done chemistry and you know biology and all sort of stuff. So that they were those Wednesday sessions where we worked as a group. It was good because they were able to elaborate on a few things. And yeah, it was it was funny. I remember that first one where at the right draw the cell and draw all the organelles and I was like, I can't contribute to this at all sort of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they really helped as well. It was good. Mm. No, that's really good. And sorry I cut you short as you were um, still giving advice to anyone yeah, who is out I mean, there. Yeah. The advice is just to, and I tell this, like being in the Army, a lot of people, the same thing. Like you get The Army has a shelf life with a lot of people. They get to the point in their life where they go, I don't want to keep moving every three years. It's hard on your body. Mm. Um, well, the pay is all right and has its benefits, but it's just, it's not, you know, it's not the sort of, it takes a very particular person to spend their whole career in the army. And so there's a lot of dudes in there that are th- thinking about studying uni. And these are guys that come from, you know, most of them working class families or families that aren't too well off and no one in their family's done uni. And to them, university's put on a pedestal, just an average degree. Yeah. And I just tell them the same thing. I said, just start, just do it. Trust me, you'll be fine. Just do it now because you put it off a year, that's a year later that you're going to graduate. And mm. um, and my thing too of medicine, I'm not taking away from it. Like it is hard and only a certain percentage of the population have the ability to do it, but it's still not as hard as what it's made out to be. I think that mm. the content's not intense, it's just content heavy. I would say it's more a test of time management and discipline than anything. Yeah, definitely. So if you, you know, if you look, if anyone out there that's listening to this and they're, they're middle, or whoever you are, like if you if don't question the science or the knowledge itself, you just need to have that, be able to manage your time well and be disciplined enough to study when you have to study. Mm. But yeah, my biggest bit of advice is just do it, just go for it or else what, you know. You do it three years later, or you don't do it, and you regret it. It's like just give it a crack. Yeah. Worst case, you drop out and you go back to doing what you're doing anyway. So what's the you know? Like... Yeah. No, that's really good. Yeah. Thanks for that, Damien. Um, it's been very nice getting to know you and learning all these amazing things. And thanks for jumping in as well. Yeah. No, it's excellent. Thanks for having me. I-